you live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Well, I think, uh, you know, actions speak louder than words. Um, I think, uh, uh, you know, we've not won, but we've done, you know, it's not because of lack of effort. And I think where we are today, I think, uh, you know, it's positioning us uh, uh, to win in the future. That's what everyone wants. We've got a great game day experience. I think we got a great fan base. We need to deliver winning. Plain and simple from Jaguars owner Shad Khan, who, again, I think has done so much for himself in the last couple of weeks. I, I, I believe he's always been committed. I've been a big Shad Khan fan. I've been one to rip him like a lot of the fans have, and uh, I, I think he means well. I think he, I think someday the story will be written on Shad Khan that he has been one of the biggest advocates for Jacksonville, and yet people still will always want to say it's all about the money. He's got plenty of money. People always want to say, he's just a businessman. I think he got in this thing to win. He wants to win. Businessmen want to win. People will always say, he's going to move the team. If he wanted to, he would. (laughs) So, again, I think he is, not everybody, by the way, but I just think you hear those things, and I I think you're off. I think it's off base, and I think it's clouded by the fact they've been bad on the field. They've been bad on the field. Simple as that. And I just feel like these last couple of weeks have have done so well for Shad Khan to double down on how much he wants to win, how much he wants to be here. And I think it's been at least a little bit of an olive branch. I don't even think that's been intentional. I think that's just because he thinks this is the right thing to do. But I think some of the fans now are like, all right, I see that. You know, yeah. I see that. And so I just can't get over how good of a week it's been for Shad Khan, and really the last couple of weeks, because I thought that news conference after Doug Marone was fired, Austin, I think was a big news conference for him. I think he took accountability and ownership. I think he said things fans wanted to hear, uh, and I think that was appreciated. Mm-hmm. No, without a doubt. I and mean, then listen, when it comes to Shad Khan, like, listen, he's a billionaire for a reason because he is a businessman. And while I agree with you that it's not just about the money, like, you know, they still do. I mean, they're slated to play two games in London. Now, how that's going to work out with COVID-19, we'll see. So there is still the money. Oh, that's fa- off the table now. Oh, I mean, it's off the table? You, there's no contract for London right now. I mean, that thing oh, so expired so last done? year. And it's done as of now. I mean, and I but, can't imagine in this client, even if they get things right with COVID, that this is going to be so, the year. You so, know, so, so that contract, it didn't like fade to another year since they it didn't a, go yeah, over there. There's no carryover as far All as right. I'm, I understand it. Okay, interesting. Well, yeah, then, so there you go then. So, but with that being said, like you still have to make the money. But I think he he understands, and any good business would understand businessman would understand this it's the fact that you have to win football games like if you want to see exactly what you got in a fan base what you have in merchandising what you have in viability you have to put a good product on the field and shod khan is definitely on his way to doing that for the years to come yeah okay uh, i want to ask you this question i just put this out there and i i told you earlier in the show right colin johnson tweeted uh, like the tweet that i put when it said meyer says we're going to push these guys but they deserve the best Meaning, they deserve the best of the best, facilities, food, training, everything we can give them, everything we can nurture them with, but we're going to work their butt off, and we're going to demand it, and we're going to hold them accountable. So there's that balance. That's what the good organizations do. Do the players today, again, you were you were in this boat, right? Uh, you remember when Mike Malarkey was named the head coach? You've been through coaching changes. Are the players today with Urban Meyer saying, ah, man, that's a college guy? Like a lot of the negative people are saying, that's a college guy. You know, is this going to be rah-rah? You know, all the, all the, uh, 
cliches that come with that, right? Mm -hmm. All the assumptions that come with that. Or do you think after what they went through last year, and kind of saw for themselves the internal nature of the building and what maybe were problem spots. They're listening to Urban Meyer today, and they're fired up. Where, where do the players fall on that? Uh, who uh, We had a caller from Minnesota, by the way. Check the roll call on that, Austin. Yeah, yeah, for uh, sure. A caller from Minnesota uh, who called in yesterday after the show wanted to ask that. And I think it's a great question. Yeah. How are the players reacting to this? Yeah, Coos, do we get that, that guy's name, by the way, so we can give him a little shout-out? Thanks for the, the post-show call-in. Luke. Luke, all right. Shout out to Luke from Minnesota, man. Shout out to Minnesota. If you're from the Twin Cities, go get yourself a Juicy Lucy. If you, if you don't know what that is, go ahead and yes. Google it. Um, go say hi to Rocco Baldelli for me. And Rocco Baldelli as well. Hey, by the way, Twins, step your game up, all right? You've made me a fool picking you for the World Series. With that being said, what's going through those players' minds right now? It's, it's a great question, and obviously I can't speak for everybody because everyone's different. Everyone's uh, – um, they have a different mentality. Some guys are older. Some guys are younger. But for the most part, there's excitement. There's excitement and there's intrigue because nine times out of ten, when a new coach go, gets to a staff and gets to that locker room, it's because he's coming from a situation that wasn't good, right? Like very rarely do coaches ever really get to go out in their own terms. Now, every once in a while there's an outlier, but for the most part it's because that coach was fired because the wins and losses um, weren't in the favor of the team. So based on what these players have been through this past season, and some of them even longer than that, um, it's been miserable. And you get like this B12 shot, this injection, if you will, of Urban Meyer. There's definitely excitement. There's definitely when Urban Meyer uses the verbiage, you know, we're giving him the best, the the best food, the best recovery, whatever the case may be. Of course, you're going to love that if you're a player because it's different. And right now, more than anything, you need different because the way it was working before it was horrible, right? And it, it couldn't have been a fun atmosphere to be a part of. So I think right now the players are excited and they're looking forward to it. But at the same time, and this has to be understood as well, and I'm sure there's nobody in that locker room right now that's this naive. When the new regime comes in, it means you're going to see some players come and go, right? Yeah. That's just the way the business is. So there's a group of people, you know, like the slated starters, like the Josh Allens, like the Joe Schoberts, like the C.J. Hendersons, um, like the James Robinsons. They're excited right now. But if uh, I'm being 110% transparent of what exactly what everyone's going through, there's a group of guys in that locker room that are like, oh, man, I might not be here for the next one. How does this impact me? Right? Yeah. Uh, of course. Uh, no doubt. And that's fair enough. I, I think everybody, you know, there's this. There's the, uh, oh, man, it's got to be better because that was so bad. But then the grass isn't always greener, right? I mean, there, there's always that viewpoint. But if the station that that we work at were to say, hey, guys, we're going to put a full-court basketball hoop in here, mm. but we're going to ask you to do, like, two extra podcasts, we'd be like, all right, that full-court basketball, I'm going to – I'm going to beat Austin and Kuz in a three-point yeah. contest every day before the show. And, and I would say let's just go to the YMCA and we'll take care of it. But okay, go on. <laughs> but Two I, more my, podcasts. My, right. point, my point being at this juncture of it, you don't have to do the podcast yet. <laughs> <laughs> so you're excited about the prospects of the basketball court. Yeah, for sure. No, <laughs> you know for, what sure I mean? for sure. So they heard today is like, hey, this guy wins. I like winning. Mm-hmm. This guy's going to get us better food. I like food. Exactly. You know, yeah, this guy's yeah. going to get us better facilities. I like that. Yeah. I'll deal with the extra gassers down the road. Well, <laughs> you know? well and, you know, and let's be honest, Brent. It's 2021. How bad could it be? 
Well, that's a you good know, point. like we're not it's talking about point. we're not talking about legit two days. We're not talking about Oklahoma drills. At least I, th- I hope I, they're probably not. If they were, that'd be fantastic. If they're talking about Oklahoma drills, I would reach out to Urban Meyer personally and said, Urban. I don't care who it is. Let me just get one more of me. Man, I, I, I got one more to give, sir, and I'll let you go on your way. Let me get one more Oklahoma Joe against anybody you want. I appreciate it. But like, I want to echo a little bit more. Monday, your side, Tuesdays, I think uh, there used to be in Florida, Bloody Tuesdays they did. Bloody Tuesdays? I think so. Okay. I, they call it. I mean, Brent, once again, 2021, you can't talk like that <laughs> yeah, in a football I don't think field. you can do that anymore. Bloody Tuesdays. You can't even do the Oklahoma drill bloody, anymore. I mean, maybe bruising Tuesdays, but Bloody Tuesdays. Let's keep it within reason. Bloody Tuesdays is what we did in college. We went to Ruby bloody Tuesdays Mary. and got Bloody Marys bloody in the morning. Yeah, yeah, you got to tell me. Sundays. Who's drinking Bloody Marys on a Tuesday? What, you getting drunk on Monday? Listen, I had Wednesdays off. He went to Flagler. Uh, that's a good point. He, he did go to Flagler. <laughs> he did go to Flagler. Uh, but I can't echo this enough. You know, in terms of, and I'm not sure what their turnover is going to be in that locker room, but we talked about what does Urban Meyer have to do next, and obviously the GM is important, the, the coaches are important, all that stuff. But in order to truly get his message across, and it's like I've said, there's only a few leaders I see right now in that locker room. You know, the Miles Jacks, the Josh Allens, uh, the Joe Schoberts, the James Robinsons. I mean, he's, he's got to be a leader now, DJ Chark. You know, there's a few of those guys. But even those guys, some of those guys are young, right? So I think now the next step, too, for Urban Meyer is free agency. Who, who are some guys that either I've coached or that I know very well that can help exemplify um, what I'm trying to do here, that can help carry out my goals and be a leader on the team? And these guys don't have to be pro bowlers or all, all pro type of caliber players. They just have to be either journeymen or, you know, I mean, whatever you want to say, but they have to be these guys um, that have been around for a while and know what Urban Meyer wants. That's the that's the fastest way and the uh, and probably the most, I would say probably the easiest way to get your message across to this new team that you're coming into. Yeah, and I think it, it's a good call there. I, I shy away from using the young stuff because I think the entire NFL is young. Mm, but yeah, in, yeah. in this respect, no, yeah. you, you got a good point. I'm just saying I try not to go to that crutch too often, and we've seen it so many times that it's like, yeah, whatever, it didn't work, okay? <laughs> um, but I do think in this instance – there is a little bit of sense that this football team is relatively new to the NFL, young or not by age. They're relatively new to the NFL, and they just experienced one in fifteen. Yeah. And while they didn't experience four and twelve, three and thirteen, then one in fifteen, one in fifteen sucks. And so I think this is a little bit of I don't know any better. Just give me something that's going to make it better. You know, mm. and so I think it's really a good time from the roster standpoint. Listen, the roster would have no choice. Urban Meyer is going to be the guy and deal with it. But I do think from that sense, it, it is heck. Urban Meyer may have recruited some of these guys to Ohio State. Sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, I you're mean, he may have right. recruited some of these guys. It was not that long ago. So I think that part is uh, is really interesting. We're going to get to South Beach Gary in a moment, but Coos, before we do that, because we're talking about this right now. I, I think this lends into what Urban said about buying into what he's doing. And he means everybody, but it certainly starts with the 53-man roster and that locker room in terms of owning the Jags logo. Well, I think it has something to do with, uh, I'm not sure I said this earlier, but I I talked to Shot about this, and it might be a little high schoolish. I get that. You are emblem. There's, I, you, you better have ownership and you better love it. 
And if not, I, it's my job to eliminate those people from this organization. And that's, I take that very serious. I've taken that when I was a Florida Gator coach. When you talk about the Gator head, we, if you go back in memory lane, I actually took it away from the player and staff. You don't always blame the players. I, I, I hear that. And I, you, know, you guys know that. I don't blame players. I blame coaches before players. But, you know, just when you see that Jaguar emblem, I want, we've done a good job in several years of this, this city of Jacksonville. When they see that Jaguar emblem, there's a sense of pride, and let's go, man. Let's let's go. That's that's. I can see a fast team. I see people that care deeply about that organization, and the two things I always talk about are that inspire, are part of inspiration, or love and ownership. I want you to own it, and if you don't want to do that, you can't. You really can't be here, and own that own that emblem. Yeah, it's pretty cool, mm-hmm. right? I yeah. mean, that's good stuff, and I, I I love what he said. You know, he's talking about the players. He's talking about everybody in the building, right? Everybody wants to be a part of it. I get it. And, again, I think there's going to be a lot of people that sign up. I want to be a part of this. But I think he also mentioned in there, at least this is what hits home with me, maybe with my kids, the fans. Three years from now, if we've done our job, he said, you know, everybody's going to be wearing that logo with pride. Well, we saw it in 2017, man. The kids would wear Jag stuff to school all the time. Their friends would wear it. Everybody wears it. I saw a kid today in a store, and I said, who's your favorite team? He's like, the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, of course he is. The kid doesn't know any better. Yeah. I'd be a fan of Patrick Mahomes, but yeah. that kid should be a fan of the Jaguars. He should be. A f- I was like talking him into it. I'm like, hey, you've ever heard of Trevor Lawrence? You know, <laughs> sure. like I, I'm, I'm trying to sell the kid on get ready. You're going to be a Trevor Lawrence a Jags yeah. fan in the next couple of years. Get on right now. Get on the bandwagon right now because it's leaving the station. That's right. But like Ty Walker. Wore a, a Jags shirt today. I don't know if he was going to wear a Jags shirt today to school anyway, yeah. but he wore one today. Yeah. I, I don't. Is that because we feel pretty good about the Jags right now? Well, like, listen, are you more apt to pull that out of the drawer, right? If no, you, you feel you, good you, about the team, absolutely you are. You definitely are. To that, I, I wore my Jags uh, hoodie yesterday because of all this stuff going on. There you go, man. Believe I in think that we hype. All do it. It's a subconscious thing, but I think that's what Urban Meyer is talking about, and I know he's talking about it, is his football team, right? The headquarters, everybody there, the buy-in that he needs. Yeah. But I do think that was a little bit of a message to the fans, like, hey, I get it. We've got to earn it. We've got to go prove it. But if we do, I know you're all going to be on board. Without a doubt. And, and you know, and that speaks to Trevor Lawrence coming in here as well, because there's no important position like the quarterback position. And in terms of the influence on a community and obviously a fan base, I mean, it's the quarterback, man. I remember growing up as a kid, I had Brett Favre. Now, I'm not ready to call Trevor Lawrence the next Brett Favre quite yet, but I'm just saying the influence that that dude had not only in the state of Wisconsin, but around the country, it's everything. And and if Trevor Lawrence um, can use that skill set and be one of the best quarterbacks in the league, well, then instead of seeing Patrick Mahomes jerseys around here or you know Lamar Jackson jerseys, you're going to start seeing Trevor Lawrence jerseys around here. That's going to be a very cool scene. Absolutely. Uh, well, well before the Jacksonville Jaguars were even a franchise in Jacksonville, there was a young man playing hoops in Jacksonville, an all-state guy for the Bowl School from 1982 to 1986, went to Jacksonville University, ended up in the NBA from just over there in Arlington. And he's back in town tonight because his jersey is going to be retired at the Bowl School at halftime of the Bowls Bishop Kenny Boys basketball game. And he joins us right now. His name is D. Brown. D. Brown on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brett Martineau and former Jags player Austin Lane. D., thanks for taking some time, man. How you doing? Oh, thanks. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. You bet. Uh, is this a cool night for you to come back to Jacksonville and, and 
go back to that bowl school and see that jersey for the first time, a number retired for the boys' basketball program at Bowls. Yeah, it's very exciting. Uh, you know, when I got a call last January uh, from the school and saying that they wanted to retire my number, uh, I was very honored, very excited. Um, couldn't believe it. Uh, you know, it's, you know, being from Jacksonville, going to Jacksonville University, just being a hometown product, to have your, your high school jersey retired and be the first, you know, basketball jersey retired uh, is a great honor. It makes you feel like, you know, you obviously was a part of the, the, the framework of growing the program. You know, I went to, uh, you know, three Final Fours, three championship games, lost all three years. Uh, you know, I wish I would have won the state championship. But a couple years after that, you know, the, uh, the team won a couple of state championships. But just to, to be the first uh, player to have their number number retired, it's just a great honor. You know, I had my jersey retired at Jackson University. I got a key to the city, but this, this honor is probably – uh, the, the the best because it's the, kind of the beginning of the start of D Brown's career. That's awesome. Well, and D, I got to ask you, man. So, like, obviously, when we're talking about jerseys, especially in high school, a lot of kids don't get to pick their number. You're just kind of assigned a number, kind of like I was in playing high school basketball. <laughs> yes. But, but like, but with yes. you, obviously, I mean, you've always had the skill set. You're going to be special since day one. So, did you get to pick your number? Did you change numbers? And is there any kind of s- significance to this number that's getting retired tonight? No, I, you know what? The funny part, I didn't get a chance to pick my number because I didn't make varsity until like halfway through my sophomore year. Uh. And so, <laughs> so I, had, I got aside. I think that was my JV number as well. So, uh, you know, I played JV as a freshman. I was up and down from JV to varsity as a sophomore. Uh, and then I was a full-time varsity player my junior year. So the number I had at JV, I stuck with, number 20. Uh, obviously, when I went to, to JU, uh, I got number four. Then when I got drafted by the Celtics, my whole NBA career I was number seven. Yeah. Twenty is very special because that was really, uh, you know, obviously my first number that was mine uh, playing uh, uh, on a on a uh, high level basketball team. D. Brown with us on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Very cool night at uh, the Bowl School as his number will be retired. Uh, 1982 to 1986 played for Bowls and the, the boys basketball team playing Bishop Kenny tonight. Uh, is it cool for you to still stay connected? I know on your, I think most recently you were working with Doc Rivers with the Clippers. Um, yeah. You know, so obviously your career takes you elsewhere. I think you live outside Atlanta, but your folks still live in Arlington, if I'm not mistaken. So, how important has it been for you to at least somehow stay connected to Jacksonville? Yeah, it's been great. You know, like I just said my mom and dad still lives here. Uh, my sister lives here, so I still have that. Obviously, connection uh, with my family in Jacksonville. Going to Jacksonville University, I'm still connected to their program on the men and the women's side. Uh, you know, I had a chance to, to to come back to Jacksonville last year and spend some time with their programs. So uh, to be connected again back with Bulls, uh, I remember when I first got drafted by the Celtics, uh, I had a basketball camp uh, in the in the in the mid '90s at, at, at Bulls High School. Uh, so again, I, I try to stay as connected as possible. Uh, uh, with the school, but it's again to have your number retired and just to be to be a part of of something uh, that kind of started the trend for for bowls basketball. And, that's, and it also helps with social media, you know, with Instagram and, and and all the different platforms. I get a chance to connect with the with the, with the team and you know, watch them play and see the players through their programs, you know, grow up and and, and, and get offers and go to school as well. 
D, it's yeah. funny, you know, I mean, you're from, um, I'm from Rhode Island, so I'm a big Boston Celtics guy growing up. So, you know, when, when you're playing for the Celtics, let's see, I must have been, I'm probably like 14, 15 years old. But I always tell right. Austin and we kid all the time, like, I watch Larry Bird every night, you know, go to bed every right. single night. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, from Tommy Heinsohn, uh, obviously we lost this year. And, you know, Sam Jones lives in town. And so I used to see his name up there on, on every, uh, you know, graphic that showed the records of the Boston Celtics. And, and so... It's it's interesting to see that when I get here to Jacksonville, I've been here 12 years now, and everybody's like, yeah, Dee Brown's from here. I'm like, really? Dee Brown's from here? Like, yeah. that's like, holy cow, that's pretty cool. Like, I remember watching him all the time. And, of course, everybody <laughs> remembers the slam dunk uh, of 1991. How many folks still come up to you about that? Every day. Every day. <laughs> either, either they talk about that every day. Or they talk about the Reebok pumps and me bending over pumping my shoes up. You know, I tell them, literally, uh, I get that at least maybe once, a, remember once a day. Uh, and it's different. People still talk about it. It makes you feel, feel great um, that people remember you for that. And again, I got to play with those those great players in Boston with David Bird and Kevin McHale and Robert Parrish and be playing Old Garden and, and, and be around Red Arbach for extended period of time before he passed away. And all those great players use his name. Time Einstein, you know, Casey Jones, uh, JoJo White. I got to spend quality time with them. So the kid from Duval County, from Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Florida, that went to the, to the bowl school, got a chance to play with some legends, and hopefully uh, etch his name in the people's minds where we can still talk about him and the things I did uh, in my playing career uh, in the NBA. Can you still do that, Dunk? No. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I tried it. Funny, I tried it. Uh, because my, 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 my oldest daughter, she plays in the WNBA. Uh, she plays for the Minnesota Lynx, and uh, we were outside uh, joking around one day, and we didn't even put the basket down to like eight feet. I tried to dunk. It wasn't pretty. So I, I, just, <laughs> I just gave it up. I, I, I tell people I had hops. I just got hopes now, so it's, it's good. Uh, well, I always had hopes, Austin. Never well, no, hopes. No, D, and I'm not sure if you're still sponsored or anything, but those Reebok pumps had to weigh like 20 pounds a piece, too, on your feet. So the fact that you got up there that high was super impressive. The only other question I have for you is that no-look dunk. Was that always preconceived that you're going to do that, or is that kind of a spur-of-the-moment thing at the end there? That was a spur-of-the-moment. Never never practiced that dunk. Never, never did it. I kind of – my whole mindset was I had to – Think, I wanted a signature dunk. I wanted a dunk that people would talk about. You know, people think about Michael Jordan winning contests and taking off from the free throw line. Or Dominique Wilkins doing a windmill. I wanted something that people identified that was my dunk that nobody ever did before. And I basically made it up as I was running down <laughs> the, the court to, to do the dunk. And I was like, man, I hope I make this because I definitely can't the basket. So it was, uh, you know, either we've been talking about like we are now, saying, wow, it was a great dunk, or remember that guy that went to Jacksonville University, went to Bulls, and yeah, that was awesome. Uh, no doubt about it. And they remember you for it. We remember you for it. And it's pretty cool that you're from Jacksonville and Arlington certainly is proud of you. Let me ask you one more question. I know you got to go. you got to go to a thing at 530. So I appreciate the time. Uh, and awesome night for you and your family. But I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about the NBA. I- I'm going to leave James Harden out of it. But the, the NBA right. as a whole right now. It is just littered with stars. Like again, it kind yes. of feels like when I was watching you and the Celtics and the Lakers and the Pistons and the Bulls. How good is the NBA in your mind? Because now you've seen a couple of generations of it. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's a lot of stars. And again, you know, you've got so many platforms for these guys to be seen 
the game has blown up internationally. You know, uh, I think obviously 92 with the Dream Team and Michael Jordan, that group, and that went there, kind of blew it up. And all of a sudden, you got the international players coming over, you know, like a Donkeys or Porzingis and Giannis in, in Milwaukee. So the international game has grown, which also makes uh, for, for, for better players and better stars in the game to change. Uh, and you just go down a list. You know, you got, you know, obviously the Golden State group uh, with Steph Curry, you know, in L.A., uh, working with the Clippers with Kawhi and Paul George. So there's just so many great players, which makes it, I mean, you can't forget about LeBron James. Uh, you know, there's just so many great players. And it, it, it makes you for good basketball, you know. For for a few years, you know, everybody was trying to chase Golden State. And I think now, you know, because of injuries and because other teams have, have, have ramped up, uh, it, 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 it's back to, you know, who's going to win? Uh, who's going to be the healthiest? Who's going to... Uh, you know, have the best chemistry at the end of the year uh, uh, to win a championship. But, you know, it's, it's great to see the game. You know, you you know, hopefully everybody stays safe through this, this, this pandemic and we get to a season uh, to see another a champion crown. D. Brown with us on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. D, great to talk to you, man, and uh, glad you're back in town and you've earned the honor. So uh, enjoy the night tonight at the Bowl School. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. You bet. Uh, that is D. Brown, and uh, <laughs> he do interviews sometimes, and you almost hate to ask the question about the dunk because you know he gets asked about it oh, a for million sure. times. For sure. But I mean, isn't that etched in your mind? Yeah, I absolutely. Mean, listen, you weren't even born. Yeah, but no, well, I mean, I, were you born? Yeah, you were probably born. The, but you the, know, I was born. I that was the year three. I was born. I was. That three. was the year you were born. Ninety-one. The dunk, you know, like yeah. I, and that's unbelievable that he just kind of creatively thought it up, and we all have it in our minds, whether we've seen it on YouTube, we saw it live, whatever it was. I mean, it's it's just one of those kind of moments in in NBA slam dunk history. Well, listen, I I mean, I don't remember it obviously live because I was only three years old, but I remember growing up with it, and I remember getting the pumps and like seeing the poster of D Brown. Like I said, those shoes were like cinder blocks. Those things were so heavy. <laughs> it is so impressive that yeah. he was able to get that high with those shoes on his My feet. My sketchers are lighter than that. <laughs> <laughs> How's that ankle support? There was a, there was some comments saying that they got those Reebok shoes and it, they were convinced oh, yeah, when they got the shoes you were going to be able ones. to dunk. Yeah, the, 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 the black ones with the orange ball that you pumped up. I had the pair. <laughs> I had that Pump them up, man. Yeah. Uh, that's great. So how about that, too? Did he, he said he wasn't even making the varsity... Until halfway through his high school career, yeah, that's insane. And he gets his number retired tonight, uh, eighty-two to eighty-six. The Bowl School from Arlington, obviously Jacksonville University and Boston Celtics slam dunk champ. I tell you, man, I, I fan up a little bit. You know, I don't, I don't do the fan thing very often, mm-hmm. but I might fan up a little bit when you got the older Celtics that I watched on TV every night. Of course, and Larry Dick Brown Bird, was a yeah. good player, man. Yeah. yeah, Larry Bird was all right too. Heard of him? I heard yeah. of him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, we'll have... Uh, how, we how, how many have. dunk contests did Larry Bird win? <laughs> no, hey, listen. D. Brown took the dunk contest. Larry yeah. Bird probably won another three-point contest. Yeah, he's All right? lucky Steph Curry wasn't around he back got then. got that red, white, and blue money ball, Steph baby, Curry going down. Right and by the way, walked off in the warm-up jacket. Oh, get out of here. But they didn't have a time limit either. It's like, hey, Larry, take an hour to shoot these three-pointers. Let's go. <laughs> yes, they did. I mean, obviously, they didn't have any commercials <laughs> or anything to get to. They're just hurting for content. Uh, awesome to catch up with D. Brown. CBS 47, Fox 30 tonight, by the way. We'll have some of that ceremony uh, as D. Brown gets his number retired at the Bowl School. Very cool to catch up with him. Thanks, for everybody, at the Bowl School for helping us uh, uh, connect with D. Brown. We'll be right back. We talk more Urban Myers. We put a bulb on a heck of a week in Jacksonville next on ESPN 6 Night.
you know, I watched him coach Ohio State against Illinois many, many times, and uh, I've admired him for a long time from, you know, from a distance. The Super Bowl uh, conversation, you know, was very insightful. The analysis he had done on winning organizations at the NFL and even college at um, you know, some of the, I think the more important thing was, you know, I think it's been addressed his health, but really the commitment, the fire in the belly, I mean, he's achieved a lot, okay, uh, on college coaching and, you know, I'm sensitive to, you know, the legacy he has and, and this is a, you know, very different challenge. So just absolutely blown away, uh, you know, how really, what he, how he can help us and really reinvigorate, uh, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I'm obviously delighted he's here. That is owner Shad Khan today. And I can tell you this, if you watch that in its entirety, the smile was big. The mustache never looked better for Shad Khan, you know. I mean, there was just this kind of jubilation almost in his face. It, they haven't won anything, but again, he got his guy. I mean, he really believes Urban Meyer. I think he's been working on this internally for his own self for a while, and he got him, and he thinks it's going to work. Uh, what a week. What a, a couple of weeks, I think, for Shad Khan. I can't say it enough, and I know I've said it a lot already. Brett Martin of Austin Someone's Lane. trying to get on the kismet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that's happening, man. <laughs> You've been on there? No, nah, I haven't. Really? Uh, there, there was like, um, oh, we went to London. We really did some cool things in London the first year we were over there. We were invited because I think we were part of the official station yeah. to some really neat things in London. Like there were a couple dinners, and we were invited to it. Uh, and then I think we weren't the official station for a couple years we went over there. And I think during that stretch, there was a party or something like that over in London on the Kismet, and I think some folks were able to go, but we didn't get that invite. Oh, wow. And so I, I think that's the way it went down. And by the way, I don't say this like with any haste. I, I, you should, I, it's though. Fine. You should, though. It's you okay should, by no, me. It would be cool though. to see it. It would yeah. be cool to go on it, but it's not like i got to go on it. You oh, know? I, I think, I I think there's been fit. people that have asked on it, quite frankly. Sure, sure. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. that's not going to happen with me. Yeah. But but it is inter- But no, it hasn't happened, I, and I don't really think it will happen. I, I don't think the Jags, and maybe it just feels that way because of the pandemic and other things, mm-hmm. that I don't think they've hosted many things like that since. I, I think they did it early on, and I want to believe it was in London. There might have been even like a Christmas party of the Jags here mm. on it, uh, but that might have been just Jags employees. Sure. So if I someday work for the Jags, maybe. Somebody sounds like he's in a little yacht denial right now, but it's okay, <laughs> man. I'm, hey, I'm in the same boat I'm, as I'm you. That's the only part I'm going <laughs> to That's the only same part. Hey, hey, I'm good for one a year on this very show good. with puns. One a year. That's my one a year. Don't worry about it now. I'm just trying to work my way up to buy a boat. Forget about a yacht. Who are you telling, man? Quit I'll, playing I'll with your a, dinghy. I'll take a canoe. <laughs> hey, I understand the reference. Coos doesn't. Coos is freaking out right now. Coos, Just to let you know. Coos still hasn't seen Tommy Boy? No, definitely not. Yeah. Oh, my God. I've been I'm watching Criminal Minds. Yeah. He doesn't Come have time. Coos. Brent, you have to give a little more fair warning than that, though, man. He's going to be throwing those quotes out there with no context. Talking about a boat. I know, but he doesn't get it. He should have saw his face. Need a little wind here. Should have saw his face. <laughs> uh, I love it. Uh, I love it, too, because like the only movie I can quote. It's Friday, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, I love Fire in the Belly, by the way, too. Right? Yeah, Fire in the Belly. Yeah, you heard that a lot. And he said he's sensitive to the legacy that he has. Mm-hmm. What did that mean to you? 
because, well, I'll just share what it meant to me in two things. One, I'm going to give this guy everything he can to succeed because I don't want to be the guy that messed up the resume. Sure. Right. Correct. And it, it, I don't want it to be on me that we messed up the resume here in Jacksonville because the resume is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And I also think, and there are some people that believe that his legacy in Gainesville is somewhat scarred, mm-hmm. and, and it's a mixed bag down there. And I do believe that's the case. I think Gator fans are a little mixed. Like, okay, but I think it's more like I still believe the Gator thing is more because they stunk after he left. Yeah. That's why they, they didn't like it. And yeah. and 11 months later, he was at Ohio State. But Gator fan has to get it through their mind. Like, the the, the health issues are legit. Yeah. There are a lot of reasons why it's okay to maybe be like, eh, I don't know about Urban. There are a lot of them uh, in Gainesville. But I think the health issues were legit. And I think it came across all the time from Gator fan that they weren't legit. It was just a reason to get to Ohio State. And I don't think that was the case. But... That's sensitive to the legacy. I think there are people that believe that Urban Meyer, part of the reason of taking this job is that legacy in Ohio, in Ohio State, is really good. Mm-hmm. The legacy at, at Florida and here in this state is not so good. He could add to it and build it back. Yeah, I mean, we talk about about it all the time in terms of the ego of the of the NFL head coach or the college football coach. And I think when we're talking about legacy and I go on the street, and I ask random, you know, fans from different fan bases of college or pros their thoughts of Urban Meyer before he got to Jacksonville. Some would tell me he was a great coach in Florida, won some. Some would tell me he's a great coach in Ohio State. And some would tell me probably that when the going got tough, they, they, they said that he walked away. Now, there's a lot more to that story, but I'm just saying this is what the general consensus, this is what the narrative says. And when you're in the world of coaching or even in the world of playing, um, you're only as good as what people around you think and, and what they say. And that means a lot. Um, and that's with really any job. I mean, it could be our job too as well. So I think in terms of honoring the legacy like Shad Khan was saying, I don't know how this first season is going to go for Urban Meyer. There, there might be some – it could be rocky from the get-go. We'll see. But I just think that Urban Meyer is doing this to cement himself and say, listen, it was never about me leaving because the going got tough. Because look what I'm about to do here in Jacksonville. They had 10 years of tough. And and now look what I'm about to do. So that, to me, is what the legacy sets. Because we've seen the good and we've seen the bad when it comes to college coaches coming from that college level and going to the pros. But what we haven't seen necessarily is really a guy that had so much success in college now transfer that and parlay that to the next level and have success to the, to the extent of winning Super Bowls like that as well. Yeah, that's well said, and, and I guess um, we'll see what happens. I do sense – I think it's – it's on one hand, I sense Gator fan is mixed on the hiring of Urban Meyer. Yeah. Because they still don't know how to feel about it, and it's almost like, well – it's bitterness, I man. I again, mean, there's, that's bitter. I, yeah. I, but I've always said this now. If you've listened to me around here for a while, I said, I don't get it. He won you two national titles. Two national titles. A lot of, hey, guess what? Spurn us here in Jacksonville in six, seven years if you bring us two Lombardis, Urban. Sure. <laughs> you know? and, and we stick for five years after that again in Jacksonville. <laughs> two Lombardis, we'll take them. You know? yeah. So I just don't get it sometimes. But Brent, yeah, but Brent, you, you said this before yourself here, and, and I'm getting ready to quote you. It's how it got left. Right. Like they like him in Ohio State because Ryan Day took over and they didn't skip a beat. We've seen what's happened in Florida here when he left and and it hasn't been 
his caliber of football, let's just say. And yeah. that, to me, is what rubs Florida fans the wrong way. One other thing about the Florida fan, and I, I try to say this, this used to be a college town in Jacksonville. It's not a college town anymore. It's an NFL town. It's a transient market. It's a fast-growing market. Those aren't fast-growing people moving from Gainesville to Jacksonville. They're not all Gator fans anymore. There are a bunch of Alabama fans here. There are a bunch of different NFL team fans here. But I really do feel like this Urban Meyer move could potentially connect the Jags and the Gators, instead of from a competing standpoint for your ticket dollar and for your shirt and souvenir, Mm -hmm. might connect the fan base more than it's ever been connected in the last 20-something years because of Urban Meyer. And keep in mind, Urban Meyer, very close to Tim Tebow. Well, the Tim, Tim Tebow Gator fans absolutely adore, okay? And when Tim Tebow says, you know, I'm all for the Jags and I'm wearing a Jags hat because of Urban Meyer and all those things, well, that connects the fan base. It does, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think this is going to be a connectivity between Gator fan and Jag fan like we haven't seen before. Let, let me ask you this. In terms of fan bases in the NFL, what are some fan bases that really stick out to you? Like when we say the 12th Pittsburgh. man, like, okay, Pittsburgh, that's a good one. Who else are you thinking? Um, I mean, more recently you say 12th man, I think Seattle. But okay. I normally think the Giants, okay? Um, I think over 20 years more recently, again, you'd say the Patriots has certainly grown. Okay. So let's but go the ahead. Packers, by the way, should, no, have no, no, Packers no, I mean, listen, should be top they're, two. They're, they're great fan bases, but I'm talking about like passionate, like the in crowd. Like, listen, Seattle, like you said, Seattle. Seattle is the example I want to use here because we talk about the 12th man, right? And we act like Seattle's fan base has always been there. Let's be honest. No. They haven't. Okay? Like, I mean, when I explain this to my son one day, I'm going to say, hey, before, you know, the Russell Wilson, things like that, they were in the dark ages. Like, nobody cared about the Seahawks. They weren't really a cool team. Nobody liked their jerseys. But now looking back on them, they're pretty cool, the retro ones. But, like, that was Pete Carroll. Right, like Pete Carroll turned that whole thing around. Why? Because Pete Carroll's got the personality, right? He's he's a fun-loving guy. Yes, he's a no-nonsense guy, and and he preaches that defense and all that stuff. But like to me, it was Pete Carroll that literally turned around that entire team and got that fan base excited and and made the twelfth man, if you will, of the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, they got new jerseys because of Pete Carroll. Like that was all because of the head coach. Now Russell Wilson plays a part of that as well. But it started with Pete Carroll. And that's my point here with Urban Meyer. Like Urban Meyer, like to me, he's got a personality, right? He's a he's a well known dude. And whether we get the sound bites in the press conferences, whether we see the passion on the sidelines, like he has that Pete Carroll factor where he can make the Jacksonville Jaguars cool. Now, yes, Trevor Lawrence is going to help out with that, obviously yeah, sure. as well. And they have a lot of players if they play well that can help out with that. But to me, um, the nucleus of the coolness factor possibly could be urban meyer yeah really good good point i seattle did do that they really did change the dynamic of that and and i think kansas city's kind of doing that now kansas city has some old blood there too mm. they got some longtime fans uh that at a good base for sure but now you're getting it more translated across the country not just in that area of the country so i, I think you're onto something uh, give me one thing going into the weekend. You got anything? McGregor doesn't fight till next week, right? Uh, doesn't fight till next week. I can't wait to break that fight down. The rematch with Dustin Poirier, but Conor McGregor actually just revealed a, a million dollar watch that he just purchased. I saw that. Uh, you thought what I just said was bad. Hey, I, I mean, did you see it? It's, it's I a, did. It's a, could you tell the time on it? Because I couldn't. Uh, I, I didn't look. It didn't have a dial. 
It's weird. <laughs> but hey, do you, Conor McGregor? I, man, when you have that. That kind of change, I guess you just do whatever the heck you it's want. It's money time every time. That's why it doesn't need a time. <laughs> I mean, it is unbelievable. That was, that was wild, yeah. to say the least. But as know? far as uh, anything to give you, man, I, I'll be honest, I wasn't ready for this question. so I've got one. I don't have much. Hit us with a goose. Apparently, for Austin's favorite celebrity singer is now uh, a co-owner in NASCAR, Pitbull. Bought a, oh. No, oh. Pitbull. Oh, I thought you were going Taylor Swift. He huh. bought a, and I guess they, uh, he's now a co-owner of Trackhouse Racing for NASCAR. Really? You know, NASCAR what? has some interesting and eclectic owners over the years. You know, Randy Moss, I don't know if he still does own the Truck Series team. Brad Doherty is heavily involved, former basketball player, uh, in NASCAR still. Um, and he's had success there, I think. And so a pretty eclectic group that gets involved with NASCAR. Um, it's a big money game. So uh, I guess Pitbull has it. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Listen. Well, I just I know mean, how much Austin I'm, loves Pitbull as oh, a singer. Big, big Pitbull guy, Goose. Big, big Pitbull guy. You should have saw me in Miami. Nah, man, it's Will Smith over everybody else in Miami. Enough hey, said. I'm gonna give you one thing, okay? And it's gonna relate to um, Urban Meyer just to finish off this week. I mean, that's been the thing the whole week. But okay, go and ahead. Yeah, I, but well, because it's a final point, and we're gonna run out of time or yeah. anything. Um, I, I just asked, is this his most challenging job? Now, on surf, at the surface, you'd probably say yes. But keep in mind, when he went to the other places, they weren't very good, mm-hmm. right? Bowling Green, I mean, how, what kind of resources did he have there? He turned them around. Utah? Who wins at football in Utah? Not many. And now they all do because Urban started, you know? Yeah. The pipeline's been big. Florida turned it around. And remember, at Ohio State, he turned them around. I mean, they went 12-0 and in his first year. So he walked into a good situation, and he was a big part of it. So if I'm being honest, though, I do think this is his biggest challenge. This is a, a, a franchise that just does not have a winning identity. He has to flush the inside and clean it up Yeah. and do it his way. This is going to take time. And even if you do well, it's hard to win games in, in the NFL way harder than in the college game. Without it, without a doubt. And when you're rebuilding your program, you rebuild that through recruiting. You, you go to those people's houses, you sit down, and you say, come play for me. In the NFL, it's a little different. There's there's no going to people's houses and sitting down for lunch. Um, it's going to be a lot more of where he's out of control, uh, not in control, because obviously there's a lot of roster turnover from this past season. So I agree with you. The music ended. We must be done. It's been an awesome week, a lot of fun. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll do it again next week. Hope everybody enjoys the weekend. Pay attention on CBS 47 and Fox 30. More Urban Meyer coverage to come. Live Local Loud is up next. Have a good weekend, everybody.